In the name of the glorious Trinity, Father and Son and Holy Spirit, forever. Amen. Glory be to the everlasting mercies which sent you to us, O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Give us wisdom by your law and enlighten our impulses by your knowledge. Sanctify our souls by your truth and grant that we may be obedient to your words and may fulfill your commandments at every hour. O you who enlightens the rational with the knowledge of your greatness, do enlighten, O my Lord, our thoughts, that we may meditate upon your holy and divine scriptures at all times, O Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. Double-Edged Sword, a Christian podcast ministry presented by Father Gennard Lazar. Father Gennard is a parish priest of the Mud-Edda Parish of the Assyrian Church of the East in Turlock, California. Here's Father Gennard. Sometimes when I finish showering and I put on my cologne or mortine and um, I come out and Melissa, my eldest daughter, um, asks me, Dad, what is that? What have you got on? So when she's frowning, I know it doesn't smell nice, but when she's got a um, inquisitive uh, uh, facial expression I know that uh, it smells nice and I say to her it's mortine either the green can or the blue can or the red can you know and it's it's fiscalology isn't it Adrena <laughs> um, that's what I'd like to talk about today the sweet fragrance to God you know the scriptures tell us and give us an indication that let's let's imagine it you know when God take takes a sniff and he smells that sweet fragrance coming or uh, wafting forth from us. All right. It's and, and the passage I'd like to share is Second Corinthians two fifteen. Saint Paul writes, "For we," he's talking about himself um, in a third person term, which is a, a respectful way of speaking in the Middle Eastern uh, culture. But we also have a part in this because we are the disciples of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we are a sweet fragrance to God in Christ amongst those who have life and among those who perish. Let's, let's picture it this way. When God takes a sniff or breathes, um, you know, the question is, what smell does he smell? What is the fragrance? Is it sweet or is it a dreadful stench that we um, confess in the Holy uh, Liturgy of Holy Eucharist? So we, we being himself and us. Now, St. Paul is referring to the fragrance or the aroma of the Holy Gospels or the Scriptures, which wafts forth from us when we believe, when we accept, when we honor, when we obey, and we live the Holy Scriptures according to the interpretation of the Church. That is the power of the Scriptures paired up with the interpretations of the Church and the Church Fathers within us is a sweet fragrance to God the Father of Christ. Everything by the Father, to the Father, with the Father, through His Son, Jesus Christ. Praise and glory be to His name. So the activeness, the liveliness of the Holy Scriptures within us 
maybe dorky, nerdy, geeky, unconventional to the world, to men, but to God, it is a sweet fragrance in Christ that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Someone being loving and forgiving at all times, again, maybe seen as a dorky, a nerdy, a geeky, unconventional person. Someone who is always ready to forgive and pray for his, his or her enemies is seen and portrayed that way with the world. But for God, it is the sweet fragrance because the gospel of Jesus Christ teaches us. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Scriptures, is a love, a spiritual love story. It's all about love. And from love comes discipline, there comes punishment, but it's all in love and through God's love. St. John Chrysostom, and I'm going to quote a lot of St. John Chrysostom. St. John Chrysostom comments that the gospel has a sweet savor. Whether a person is living in Christ or lost, the gospel continues to have its own power. So whether it's geeky, nerdy, unconventional, dorky, but the gospel has the power. When we live and portray the gospels, we have the power. It continues to say the light, even when it blinds someone, is still light. Honey, though it's bitter to those who are sick, is still sweet. You know, when I feel sick and your taste buds are yucky, um, even water that you drink is tastes yucky. But it's still water. It's still refreshing. St. John goes on to say, So also the gospel has a sweet saviour to all, even if those who do not believe it are lost. So we are a sweet saviour to God, savour, flavour to God, fragrance to God, when we live and obey the scriptures. We may be a sweet fragrance to others who believe in the scriptures, but to those who do not believe, we still are a sweet fragrance because we are portraying living the scriptures, the holy gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So how do, here it is, Adrena. How do we begin to smell sweet to God through the sacred scriptures? Each time I mention my topic that I'm going to speak about and a brief outline, Adrena Oshana, which is the mouth of you all, says, but how do we? I said, just relax, we'll come to it. So here it is in my notes, Adrena, I promise you. How do we begin to smell sweet to God? And she is absolutely right. A message without a, a, a hint of application becomes just information. And I brought that example. If you go to the physician and he writes you a prescription and says, um, um, I'm trying to think of some some uh, medication, some medical term. And I'll make someone something up. Like, this is called the procoloperation, <laughs> some medication, right? And if it's only prescribed with the word, but there is no indication of how you are to apply the medication, the medication will be of no use. So, Adrena, even though I always... Um, you know, mention you and use you as a whipping girl or the uh, sacrificial lamb. You're absolutely right. Application. How do we become a sweet fragrance to God through the sacred scriptures? First and foremost, we must study the scriptures. Notice I didn't just say read, but I mentioned study. 
Now I did some research and I got onto difference between dot net. <laughs> did on 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 the difference between dot net page. This is what it defines. Studying is the process of fully concentrating and devoting ample time to the completion and research of a particular task. So when I'm saying studies of scriptures, that means fully concentrating, concentrating and devoting ample time to complete what you are reading and to understand for that time to come for you to understand and to comprehend. Reading, however, on the other hand, implies the process of understanding and gasping the objectives and meanings behind the related content within the subject. Oh yeah, I understand that. That's fine. I understand. But there's no devotion. There is no commitment. So when I say study, it means devoting ample time, concentrating with an undivided mind. That's why it's nice to read your scriptures in the church because there's no distractions. Read your scriptures when you are uh, in your room, away from distractions, so that you can truly contemplate and devote time. And Jesus says this in 539. He says this to his his oppositions who thought that they had life in the scriptures they were reading. By the way, which scriptures is Jesus talking about? Is the Old Testament. Search the scriptures. For in them you hope or you think that you have eternal life, but you don't because you are not adhering and obeying the scriptures that you claim that you read. And they testify concerning me. The Old Testament is about Jesus Christ, is a prophecy about Jesus Christ. Praise be to his name. St. John Chrysostom writes again on this, on John chapter 5, verse 39. Do not read, do not only read, but also examine scriptures. And he goes on to say, he tells them, that is, Jesus tells them not to simply read the scriptures, but search the scriptures. Why? Because what he said, St. John goes on and says, these sayings that all the scriptures testify concerning him are not on the surface or out in the open, but were hidden with deep like some treasure, very deep like some treasure. So when you search this, and I said study the scriptures so that you can understand the depths of the scriptures which have the treasures that are not on the surface. Anyone, St. John Chrysostom goes on to say, anyone who searches for hidden things unless they are careful and diligent will never find the object of their search. This is why Jesus says, for in them you think you have eternal life. Meaning, St. John Chrysostom goes on to say, meaning that they did not reap much fruit from the scriptures, thinking, as they did, that they should be saved by the mere reading of them without faith. Search the scriptures, believe in the Holy Scriptures, believe that the Holy Scriptures were written, authorized, authenticated, canonized, by the church, because when the church was in practice, lack of a better term, when we read the book of Acts, there were no holy scriptures. When St. Paul says to, in his epistles, that I, I, I you know, let me, let me just use my own terms, I, I groomed you with the scriptures. What scriptures was he talking about? There was no written scriptures. It was the oral tradition, and we're going to talk about that one day. What was spoken. 
So they should, they thought that they should be saved by reading of the Holy Scriptures without faith, not believing. First, believe that the Holy Scriptures, as I said, that have been canonized by the church, that is the only, let me um, lightly use this term, and it's not, the church is not an institution, it's the body of Christ, it's a living, living uh, uh, body of Christ. But let's use the word, the only place, let's say, the only center, the only fountain that the Bible can be authenticated, which is the church, and having faith in those scriptures, and studying the scriptures, living the scriptures, converting your life, changing your life according to the scriptures, then we become a sweet fragrance to God and to others. And so, he goes on to say, it was with good reason that he said, you think, because they did not actually listen to what the scriptures had to say, but merely prided themselves on, a, on the bar bare reading. Searching the scriptures, studying the scriptures, beloved, doesn't merely entail finding verses to be tailored to our lives. Some people try to find scripture to justify the immorality and the sin that they live in. Jesus didn't spoke, speak about this. Jesus didn't speak about many things, beloved. But Jesus spoke one word that entailed everything. And when you truly search, study, set proper time, devote ample time and concentrate, you'll find that that one word that has come out of the mouth of God incarnate, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, entails everything. Searching the Scriptures, studying the Scriptures, doesn't merely mean or entail finding verses for dispute or for arguments or so you can uh, you know, condemn people to hell because of Scripture. Some people do that. Searching the scriptures helps us see where we are standing with Jesus Christ in our war work of the works of life, in our work of a life in Jesus Christ. And once we find ourselves living in the scriptures, beloved, reflecting the scriptures, not just being ambitious to preach the scriptures, St. Francis of Assisi, and I quote this, commands, Preach the gospel at all times. Use words if necessary. Live the Holy Scriptures. Search the Scriptures. Find yourself. Evaluate yourself. Correct yourself. Live that correction, that evaluation. You're then preaching the Scriptures. You become that sweet fragrance to others and to God. And even to those who don't accept you, but you are still a sweet fragrance this is how we become a sweet fragrance beloved god smells the fragrance of his son wafted from us god is appeased notice it's all about jesus christ everything to the father must go through jesus christ god is appeased with us when we are obedient and living the holy scriptures another fundamental work of the work of our life in christ which we spoke about two uh, programs ago, is reading the Holy Scriptures when we need to do in fear and in trembling. That's how we find our work, our walk with Christ in the Scriptures with fear and trembling, St. Paul instructs. And how do we read the Scriptures, some people say? 
How do I, what do I do, Rabbi? I pick up the gospel and I just start reading the scriptures. I encourage people to start with the gospel of Mark because it's precise, it's short, it's simple to, to read and to understand. But you, you, you choose any book. Before you start to read the Holy Scriptures, pray before, the, before you commence reading the Holy Scriptures. Let me, excuse me, I'm going to have to turn some pages. Let me read to you some of the prayers that the priest recites audibly or silently before the Holy Gospel is um, read and presented to um, the faithful in the church. God, the Lord of all, strengthen your thoughts, um, make your tunes melodious, so that you may sing glory by his grace and his compassion. Amen. And everyone says, Amen. Glory to the mercies that sent you to us. O Christ, the light of the world and the life of all. Amen. Grant us wisdom by your law. Enlighten our impulses by your truth. Sanctify our souls by your truth. Give us that we may be obedient to your words and to fulfill your commandments. You know, these are all the preparatory prayers we pray before we read the Holy Gospels. So before you pick up the Holy Gospels and the Gospel or the, or the Holy Scriptures, pray because, you know, this is the written word of Jesus Christ, the power of Jesus Christ in his words. Praying before the reading of the Holy Gospels or the Scriptures. Saint Ephraim advises on the study of scriptures and this is what he writes I found this on the internet listen to this it's a long read but please bear with me Lord who can grasp all the wealth of just one of your words one of your words and that's what I was saying before Lord who can grasp all the wealth of just one of your words that we understand in sorry what we understand is much less than we leave behind like thirsty people who drink from a fountain for your word Lord has many shades of meaning just as those who study it have many different points of views the Lord has colored his word with many hues so that each person who studies it can see it in what he loves. He has hidden many treasures, treasures in his word so that each of us is enriched as we meditate on it. The word of God is a tree of life that from all its parts offers you fruit that is blessed. It is like the rock opened in the desert that from all its parts gave forth a spiritual drink when, Simon, uh, when Moses struck his rod on the rock, which was Jesus Christ. He who comes into contact with some share of its treasure, that is the word of God, should not think that the only thing contained in the word is what he himself has found. Whoa. He should realize that he has only been able to find that one thing from among many others. Nor because only that one part has become his, should he say that the word is void and empty and look down on it. So when the word doesn't coincide with your life and your thinking, don't dare to say that the word of God is empty and void. No, it's not. It's full of fruits and Saint Ephraim continues to write. Just Google Saint Ephraim's advice on the study of the sacred scriptures. 
And I'm going to close off with St. John Chrysostom's prayer before reading the scriptures. Those who'd like to co- a copy of this prayer, reach out to us. The, the producers would be more than happy to provide it to you. After doing the sign of the cross, everything is in the name of the Holy Trinity, the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. The prayer begins, O Lord Jesus Christ, open the eyes of my heart that I may hear your word and understand and do your will. For I am a sojourner upon the earth. Hide not your commandments from me, but open my eyes, that I may perceive the wonders of your law. Speak unto me the hidden and secret things of your wisdom. On you I set my hope, O my God, that you will enlighten my mind and understanding with the light of your knowledge, not only to cherish those things which are written, but to do them, that in reading the lives and sayings of the saints I may not sin, but that such may serve for my restoration, enlightenment, and sanctification, for the salvation of my soul and the inheritance of life everlasting. For you, Lord, are the enlightenment of those who lie in darkness, And from you comes every good deed and every gift, O Lord of all, Father and Son and Holy Spirit forever. Amen. One last thing, please also don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share with your friends and family. If you'd like to suggest future episodes or give us detailed feedback, please visit the link in the description or on our Instagram, linktr.ee forward slash double edged sword. God bless you all.